WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! The mayor of Pittsburgh, Bill Peduto, will not accompany the Penguins to their White House visit on October 10th. Put out a press release and interviews. That guy is real good at making it about him. This is very much like the Villanueva situation. Villanueva is a Pittsburgh Steeler, but he indulged his own agenda this past Sunday at Chicago and wound up apologizing. Peduto is the mayor of Pittsburgh, and he's declining the chance to participate in a Pittsburgh team being honored. The Penguins are a Pittsburgh team. Peduto should support them no matter what they decided. He's not the mayor of his own deep thoughts. He's the mayor of Pittsburgh. And he should be at the White House with the Pittsburgh team. Hey, Mayor Peduto, Sean Casey's a better mayor as far as I'm concerned. And guess what? You just made the list. Like Villanueva and the Steelers on Sunday, Bill Penudo's making Sidney Crosby and the Penguins look bad by not going. He should feel more of a responsibility to them than to his perceived political agendas because, honestly, he's a small-time hack. Uh, Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach, defended Crosby. He said the perception that Sid bears the burden of responsibility is unfair, and it is. Definitely unfair. Sid's not taking a stance. Neither are the Penguins. Just drop the friggin' puck. No one is obligated to take a stand. The Penguins are choosing not to, as did the Steelers, but like I said, Villanueva effed that all up. No one saw the Penguins' 09 visit to the White House as endorsing George W. Bush. No one saw their visit in 2016, as endorsing Barack Obama. No one did. No one saw those visits as endorsements. It shouldn't be seen as such now. Now, my big worry about the Penguins' visit is that Trump makes some disparaging remark about teams that declined to go in the presence of the Penguins. That should be beneath Donald Trump, but it most certainly is not. I can very easily envision Trump saying, look at these guys. They'd never take a knee during the national anthem. And if he does that, I don't know what the Penguins should do at that point. That's the biggest argument for not going. How Trump might try to exploit it. But again, no one is obligated to take a stand. I see people challenging the Penguins for being ignorant. What, you think these guys don't know what's going on in the world and in this country? But they're not obligated to have an opinion on it. They're just not. I keep saying, Morehouse and Burkle are big-time Democrats. And they're going because their team won the Stanley Cup. And it's what Stanley Cup winners have always done. And they've chosen not to violate that protocol. And there's nothing wrong with their decision. By the way, this is my first lengthy comment today on all the peripheral political nonsense permeating now Pittsburgh sports because I'm friggin' tired of it. Wave the flag or don't on your own time. 
And the people who want Sidney Crosby to do what they think he should do, who the frig do you think you are? Grind your own axes. Let's go to Colin and Butler. Colin, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Eat a salad. I will eat a salad. How about you come down here and toss a salad? Huh? You know you want to. I eat salads all the time. I love them. Nothing like a good tossed salad. Having your salad tossed? Wow. Let's go to Greg in the car. Greg, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Good. Real quick, I think Sully's got a real easy argument for everything that's going on here. We went last year. We're going again this year. And I hope they go again next year. Exactly. It takes all the politics out of it. Well, right. Actually, that's a real good point, sir. If they went last year, there's nothing wrong with going this year. And I have to laugh when guys like Keith Olbermann and George LaRock and some people on the B team say that Crosby should be a good guy. That Matt Geitka said that from DK. He missed a chance to be a good guy. Matt Geitka can F off. Who's he think he is? He's barely in the Pittsburgh media. And you got these other people. What, Crosby and the Penguins shouldn't go. Why? Because you say so? You're the arbiter of all that's meaningful? F-O-H. I like Geitka, but that, that pissed me off. That pissed me off that he said Crosby. On Canadian TV, he says he missed a chance to be a good guy. They missed a chance to have a credible member of the Pittsburgh media on. Let's go to Kenny in Turtle Creek. Kenny, you're on with the super genius. Good day, Mark. I said good day. I have Matthew Murray as number one, and here is my argument, okay? If Carey Price was on any other team but the Montreal Canadiens, do you think he would be lauded so much? He he would uh, be guaranteed- I get your point, but he's a real good goalie. Like You're right, oh. though. If he was on the Phoenix Coyotes, no one would know who he was. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not disputing But he's the fact still that real good. He he's fantastic. He he absolutely is, but he's only been out of the, he's only been out of the second he's only been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice. And you got him yeah, That's not that the, bad though. I mean, I can't well, I can't put Matthew Murray above Carey Price yet. I I might be ready to do that as soon as I don't know, January 1st. I think I think Matthew Murray is number 2 with the proverbial bullet. I wish I could imitate Casey Kasem because now would be a good time to be able to do that. But I can't. Let's go to uh, Troy in the car. Troy, you're on with Double M. What up, Big Sexy? What up, man? I agree with your opening statement about Kutch not being a pirate for much longer and that the team is going to struggle because of it. So my question is, how long after Kutch leaves until the Pirates have a full-fledged fire sale and sell off the other pieces? Uh, in other words, how soon till they trade Garrett Cole? Because he'd be the next logical guy to get rid of. And I think they will trade Josh Harrison because there's no way that Nutting wants to pay Josh Harrison $10 million next year. Right. I think the Pirates could have the fire sale this coming off season, And I really do expect them to lose 90 games next year at minimum. And they could easily lose 100 games next year. The Pirates could easily lose 100 games next year. So I invite you all to get earplugs and lube. Earplugs and lube, because I'll be cackling a top volume nonstop and sticking it where the stun don't shine. 
Woo! Let's go to Twash in Millville. Twash, or the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Good to be back on the big show. Um, in regards to Couch being a Hall of Famer, I really don't think it's that crazy to say that he will be a, a Hall of Famer if he has three more good years. Um, the way that the I don't think what well, if by good year you mean like sixty home runs a year for the next three years, then yeah. But he just doesn't have enough home runs to make the Hall of Fame as an outfielder. I mean, it used to be a guy had to have five hundred career home runs to get in. Oh, no, plenty of guys made it without five hundred career home runs. Uh, it used to be automatic that you made it if you had that figure. But how many outfielders have made it with 200 career home runs, especially playing in a power era? I mean, obviously you think of gold glove guys like Jim Edmonds that would have to do it. Jim Edmonds isn't in the Hall of Fame. I'm saying you would have to. Yeah, bro, goodbye. Kutch ain't getting in the Hall of Fame. And you've described no possible reasonable path for him to do so. Let's see if this guy does any better. Mike in White Oak. Mike, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. Hey, I was just wondering, uh, so does Kutch have any chance because of the relationship he has with the press? I mean, don't those guys vote for it? No, he does not. Thank you for the call. I thought that guy might do better. He didn't. Did I see that Rick Pitino got fired at Louisville as a result of the basketball corruption scandal? The AD got fired too, but Pitino got fired at Louisville? I can't believe they didn't give him a seventh chance. The list earlier in this segment was brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, Kant on a name you can trust. And the winner of the Phil Bork Hockey Symposium tickets, tomorrow from 6 till 8 at Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar, is Martin from McDonald. We want your calls to keep pouring in. This is the Mark Madden Show. 1059 X. Teabagging. Sorry, teabagging. Great story. Compelling and rich. DX at 1059. A little bit ago, Donald Trump in an interview said that the NFL will go to hell if it doesn't uh, have a policy which requires players to stand for the national anthem. Uh, like I said after his diatribe Friday at that rally, Donald Trump has declared war on the NFL. It's part of his divide-and-conquer strategy. Ask yourselves this. Even if you're a Trump supporter, you, you surely must see the folly in this. Why is he so concerned about the National Football League? In the grand scheme of things, particularly to a man who is supposed to be running the country, in the grand scheme, somebody kneeling or standing for the National Anthem before a football game doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter even a little bit. But that's one of his policies, divide and conquer. Another is, don't look here, look there. The NFL's way bigger than Donald Trump. And it may not seem that way now with him rallying his supporters, but it'll turn out that way. People are raving because NFL TV ratings are down 10%. That's the overall figure, by the way. NFL TV ratings are down in general, all the networks, 10% this year. 90% still makes a buttload of money for the NFL. Still gives the NFL a lot of power. The NFL is bigger than Donald Trump, and that will play out. I'm not sure how, but it will play out. 
412-333-9939. The big topics today are where do you rank Matthew Murray among NHL goalies? I rank him currently number two behind only Carey Price, and that's number two with a bullet, poised to become number one. Haglund skating with Malkin and Kessler tonight. Will that work out? What are the pros and cons of Haggy on that line? 412-333-WXDX. Should the Pirates trade Kutch or pick up the club option for next year and pay him $14.5 million? I would bet they'll trade Kutch, but I would keep him for one more year and try to put the best team possible on the field instead of always crunching numbers. They're going to trade Kutch. They could trade Harrison. They might even trade Cole. And the payroll will be down to almost zilch. And the guys who are supposed to carry the water will be Polanco and Marte. And they're not focused. They don't have a high baseball IQ. I question just about everything about those two after the rotten seasons they have had. So the state of the Pittsburgh Pirates is not good, and it's going to get worse. By the way, a correction, uh, the Louisville athletic director and head basketball coach Rick Pitino have not been fired yet. They are technically on leave. The AD is on paid leave. Patino is on unpaid leave, but they're both going to get fired. It, it's almost too difficult to talk about that college basketball scandal where all the assistant coaches were on the take, including at Arizona. I wonder where that leaves Sean Miller, the uh, the Beaver County kid, the Blackhawk kid who has done such a great job coaching at Arizona. But when I heard that pretty much every NCAA program was crooked, that's not hard to believe. I bet every NCAA Football program is crooked. When you exploit kids for that much money and don't give them their fair share, you're going to get kids by giving them their fair share, or at least a fraction thereof, under the table. And when you do exploit kids and don't give them their fair share, that's corrupt right then and there, even though it's legal corruption, so to speak. And when you're crooked from the get-go, it's a very short leap to become more crooked. So I'm not surprised by anything that's happened today regarding NCAA basketball. And if it ruins NCAA basketball, I really don't give a rat's ass about none of that because I watch it only very sporadically. Let's go to Carl in Bonaire. Carl, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Carl's not there. Perhaps I mispronounced Bonaire and he had to tend to business. Anybody get that? Anybody out there get that? Let's go to Linda in Murraysville. Linda, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Hi, Linda. I just wanted to point out that when the Penguins went to the White House in 2009, it wasn't George W. Bush. It was actually Obama then, too. Just wanted to clarify. Oh, I don't think that's true. No, I think that's very true. Well, that's not how Obama. I remember it. I was talking to a Penguins official today, and he talked about it not being an endorsement of W. But what's the difference? No matter who was in office then, uh, it wasn't seen as an endorsement of that president, correct? Correct. Very correct. I was just doing the technical part of it. Well, of course, because <laughs> I really enjoy it. I still think, I'll look it up. If I'm wrong, so what? Who cares? Goodbye. You know, when you have to talk for three hours a day and a lot of it's off the cuff, you do make mistakes. 
you know, I've considered the possibility that I'm chasing listeners away, and I like the possibility. Because my contract, my new four-year contract, is ironclad. And if I chase a lot of listeners away, they'll have to buy me off, and I'll get paid for doing nothing like I enjoyed so much back in 2008. Okay, it turns out Obama was in office in 2009. But again, I don't care. Oh, so they only go when there's a black president. That's what they'd be saying if they had declined the Trump invitation. Everybody wants free speech as long as they agree with what's being said. One side doesn't want the players to kneel. The other side doesn't want anybody to visit the White House. And they wet their pants with agony if what they want, because they're the arbiter of everything and how it should be, they wet their pants if they don't get their way. That's why I've been so neutral. I'm anti-Trump because he's at war with sports. But I still think both sides are delusional. Absolutely delusional. And if I had it to do again, I'd still vote for Gary Johnson. Let's go to Earl in Bergenstown. Earl, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Yeah, how you doing? Terrific. I think they are not should get rid of McCutcheon. Why? Because they get rid of all the good players, don't they? I don't get it. Was this supposed to be a joke? No. Okay, so in getting rid of McCutcheon, what would be achieved? No, you saying that. I didn't. Okay, you're really stupid. Never call here again. Up next, in studio, Dejan Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com, 105.9. This is Ian Cole of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. Joining me now in studio, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Uh, Dayon, how long is Greg McKay going to be the Penguins' third-line center? Sullivan can't possibly see that as long-term. You know what, Mark? I, I was in Detroit on Monday night, and I've pretty much had my mind made up for a while here that I'm just going to do nothing other than dismiss Greg McKay as a real player. Every time I want to do that, I look up, at he's doing something really good. And when I talk to these guys, uh, a couple of them, uh, front office people in particular, uh, at the the Wings Arena, they really like him. Now, that's not to suggest that he's anything remotely resembling a long-term solution. I think one thing that has to be kept in mind is that that guy who's in the third-line center spot, in addition to killing penalties, has to be able to move up to one of the top two spots if and when Sid and Gino get hurt. As Matt Cullen did from the fourth-line spot. Exactly. Now, you're not going to get a Matt Cullen. But you might get you know somebody who's in that range and who's that flexible that's an offensive guy who's also capable of taking care of his own end. McKegg's obviously not that guy. But I, I don't want to undersell him either just because nobody would ever heard of him until a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but his numbers during his limited NHL stint, they're not good. No, I give everybody a Florida curve because the Panthers are just so miserably run. Yeah, maybe, but what was it last year? <laughs> Three goals in 46 games? It was not impressive. But again, they're not using him in that role right now as someone who's going to be an offensive guy. But I'll say it again. He he genuinely looks good. He can skate. Yeah. And that's the foundation of the Penguins, skating. Now, here's a w- weird line combination today in practice. Carl Hagelin was skating with Malkin and Kessel. Mm-hmm. What are the pros and cons of that fit? I, I don't see too many pros. I mean, I, I think the idea 
Well, I don't think the well, I think idea. they're Mike, trying it because there's not an easy and obvious Mike fit. Mike Sullivan's explanation today, uh, and I understood this uh, to, to those of us at the skate, was that, well, Hagelin is going to be able to create uh, space and a little bit of chaos with his speed, pounce on the puck first, move it to those guys. But when I hear that, what I think they want to say is that someone like Scott Wilson, who did play with those guys, would be able to fit there as well and maybe do more of that. And I, Wilson's not the world's greatest hockey player, certainly not offensively, uh, but he was able to do that for those two guys. And I'm not suggesting here. I know I'm you're not, giving me I'm, that look. I'm, well, <laughs> I'm not sure those two were crazy about it. All I'm saying is... Phil I, and Gino. I, all I'm saying is that there were times last year, particularly in the playoffs, which is a different style of play, where Wilson was able to give those guys what they needed. I don't know that that's an 82-game solution either. I thought Brian Rust would be up there, didn't you? Uh, I, I think he may yet be, but that begs the question, who really can play with Sid, uh, excuse me, with Gino and Phil? Like I said, there's not a really great easy fit. I like Rusty there, but he's really a right wing. Not that he's a bad left wing, but he's better on the right, and Scott Wilson isn't really good enough. Yeah, and again, maybe Hagelin's not either. No, I, I think that one of the things that we have to remember here is that Patrick Hornquist has yet to practice with the team. So, well, right, but he's a right wing. I know, but I'm saying in general that you don't have that full complement of your wingers on your top three lines just yet. If you're looking at a third line that has Greg McKegg between, let's say, Hagelin and Hornquist, you know, things are getting a little weird. Uh, the solution, I think... Well, Hagelin and Hornquist... With a, with a better center would be a really good third line. In the short term, in the short term, I think that the second line is something that's going to be populated by Hagelin, and they're just going to go with a speed approach and go get the puck. But Until it doesn't work. In the longer term, this I can tell you too, that what they're looking at is they're looking at Zach Aston Reese to be that guy, and I'm not talking about in a month or two, but they loved what they saw of him as it relates to his chemistry and his ability to go to the net uh, with Gino and Phil. Ole Mata's had a great camp by Ooh. a lot of estimates. Yes, he has. Is he ready to get all the way back to where Ollie was before his injuries, all the problems he's had? He will be. I, I, I believe that. I think one of the things uh, to bear in mind here, and, and I asked him this morning after his skate, I said, you look like you're having more fun out there. And, and he said, I, I really feel like I am. There's less burden, less pressure. And if you think about it, that makes sense. And we can obviously talk about his health issues, but we can also talk about uh, – Whatever it was that happened that cost him that step going back on the puck, um, you know, he had his. We we talk about the cancer and everything else, but he also had that awful hip injury. Remember when he went into the Minnesota bench? All shoulder surgeries had oh. so many injuries. Yeah, but I'm talking about as it relates specifically to the skating. And whether that was it, he obviously would never admit that, and never has. Uh, to see him just freewheeling out there, Mark in Detroit, he was roaming all over the rink. Now, granted, it's a preseason game and nobody cares for the most part, but he is the guy that's taking that license now. And depending on who he plays with, whether it's Matt Hunwick, whether it's Chad Ruweedle. And I think it's going to be Hunwick to start the season. I think so too. Uh, although I'm in the Ruweedle camp. I'm not. At least from, I know you never are. Unless it's an AHL camp. No. Be nice. <laughs> the, if Matt is that guy... Well, then if you think about his rookie year, he was that guy that was stepping up. He was that guy that was taking the risks, and he was more comfortable Oh, he had, what, nine it. goals as a rookie, I oh, believe? Oh, yeah, yeah, and and he created a lot of offense beyond that. Um, if I, I'd like to see him in that role as opposed to the supporting 
Chris Letang or supporting Justin Schultz. Or supporting Trevor Daly, as he did last year. Exactly. So let him be the guy who's with someone who's more stay-at-home. Hunwick is definitely that. And by the way, I have no problem with Ruedel as the number seven. I think that's a good spot for him on a good team. He's a very good seven. Who should be on the top power play, Letang or Schultz? Schultz. No question. And you know what was neat today, by I the way? I disagree. Why do you say that? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you first from this morning uh, at the skate, they were mer- working mostly on the power play. And at one point, because Chris Letang was with the first unit guys, Mike Sullivan stops the practice and yells out. Now, this was planned. This wasn't as a result of any kind of performance thing. Schultz, get over here. And they switch spots. Letang, Letang goes down with the first unit guys. Schultz goes to the other end. And the one thing that you saw, and I am talking about a morning skate here, so I'm not overinflating this, but Schultz gets the puck through. He finds the way to yeah, look but through the not, leg. That's not the be all and end all of the power play. It won them a Stanley Cup. Yeah, you're talking. You're isolating one play. I'm isolating a lot of plays. That guy gets yeah, the what, shot. What about through. zone entries? What about breakouts? Zone entries and breakouts. What about keeping the puck in? Latang is going to be better. Latang is going to be better at staying on the boards and keeping the puck in. But to go back to that game six goal again, Schultz was the guy who backed up on the blue line to create a space for Kunis no to get in the puck. We could isolate one play to win any argument ever about anything. Justin Schultz gets the puck through way more consistently than Chris. Letang. No question about okay. that. As long but, as we're, but I think, but I think Latang's. I think I do, but I think Latang's overall power playability warrants him who's being the best on the at, first who, unit. Who's the best at gaining the zone? Latang, better than Phil. Uh, you need them both. No, no, no. But I'm saying it's not like they need a guy to the more, gain the, more the zone. The more options you have to gain the zone, the more likely you are to gain it efficiently. Right. But I'm saying that it's not like the Alexei Kovalev days where it was just get Alex the puck and get out of the way. He'll find a way to set up. He was a human zone entry. I would bring back Kovi. I really would. Were he available? However old he is. Dejan Kovacevic brought to you by uh, Matthews Wall Anchor Service. They'll get you out of the fix you're in. Visit wallanchor.com. Uh, here's the cliched question of the day. Where do you rate Matt Murray among NHL goalies today? I've got him top four for sure, and probably number two. Wow. Behind Price? Yeah, just Price. Okay. The NHL Network has Price, uh, Holtby, Bobrovsky, Murray. Oh, dear I jump Murray over Holtby and Bobrovsky Holtby because, and Bobrovsky? Of, because, because of, of playoff playoffs. performance. Oh. Well, right, but who else are you going to have uh, you know, up there besides those four? I think those four are an obvious top four, don't you? Uh you know, when you put me on a spot, i got to think through 31 what, old, goalies. Old, 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 old washed-up King Henry up there anymore? I don't think no, so. I, Jonathan Quick anymore? I don't think no, so. No, Quick has faded uh, for sure. And then some of the other people that are considered by some people, like, you know, uh, in, in Chicago, Corey Crawford and people he, like that. He's, he's pretty won, good. But he's also at times been badly outplayed on his own team by Scott Darling. So uh, I would say that Matt Murray would be up there. In that range, certainly in the top three or four, based on what's out there right now. However, putting Holtby and Bobrovsky up there, what are they thinking? Yeah, but their regular season stats are overwhelming. So what? Well, no, you have to give that some credence, Dave. You have to give it some, but this is not the Vezina Trophy where you go send out the ballot after the final regular season game. We're talking about the best goalie here. The best goalie is the one well, that I'm, plays the best I'm, in the biggest I'm, games. I'm jumping Murray over everybody but Price. Yeah. You don't have to convince me, but I don't see how you can drop Holtby and Bobrovsky uh, any lower than three and four. Yeah, I mean, there isn't that one super stud young guy either, and that's actually pretty rare in the National Hockey League if you think about it. Can you think of anybody? Murray. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's only 23. <laughs> but it seems like he's been around forever. Yeah, two playoff runs. We forget he was eligible for Calder last year. Yeah, he could have gone the Dryden route. Uh, 
Now, uh, goaltending has really changed a lot. And like, it's a great point, by the way. Not to cut you off. That was just—I I hadn't thought of it that way. That's really he's neat. He's a stud young goalie. He really Murray. is. Yep, he's uh, it. Hasn't goaltending changed a lot? Like the last five or six years, you don't see the flurry style out quick the puck goalie anymore. Uh, certainly not down low. I think you've seen goalies go into very static butterflies at the risk of getting overly technical, or they don't do a lot of movement. With flurry, what you think of a lot is that. Rock'em, sock'em, robot, where he, the, the effect where the, the leg pads kick out sharply right and left. You know who's been really good in that regard, by the way, is Niemi. Uh, his performance... Yeah, I, I have not... I wouldn't say high hopes for anti-Niemi, but I think he'd be a very competent number two. The the, the two games of his I covered most recently, the one Don't in Columbus... Don't forget, he's a pretty talented goalie who knows yeah. his career's on the line right now. And he is... Really motivated. I'm not just saying that because of the bare hand save the other night in Columbus, but what he's doing right now, the way he's fighting uh, for the puck, uh, Mike Sullivan kept referring again and again and again to his compete level. Mike Buckley, the goaltending coach I talked to after that game, couldn't even get technical about Niemi. He, just, you know, how goalie coaches just love to get technical. He wouldn't. He would just say he's competing. He's competing hard. He wants every save. Uh, so I think you're right. I think that is his motivation. He's 34. He's a guy who won a Stanley Cup and then, you know, didn't play so well after that. And really, last year, not at all. Now, uh, breaking news from uh, Mark Caballi on DKPittsburghSports.com. Marquise Ponce says, if I read this correctly, that all the Steelers will be standing on the yes. sideline for the anthem with their hands over their hearts. Do you believe that? Uh, yeah, I do. I, Marquise Pouncey is that guy in the room. Well, he yeah, is but that weren't guy. they all supposed to wait in the tunnel this past Sunday? Okay, you, we can go over that for the millionth time. If well, Marquise Pouncey is going around the room, he is that guy. He's the one who has people over to his house for dinner. He's not necessarily the leader like in the vocal sense, but he's the guy who commiserates with everybody. If Marquise Pouncey says that, I believe it. Okay, it, I, I believe he okay, believes that. Okay, you think they're just going to be defiant at the last second? I think one or two might. Bud Dupree said that guys were planning to kneel this past Sunday. Yeah, Bud's not going to do that. Bud's going to listen to whatever they tell him. Bud is not yeah, that Yeah, maybe. Guy. I'm Bud not is discounting not that. that. Bud but, is but, not that But I think, I think to discount somebody going rogue after the Army Ranger went rogue is, you know, I, I think you can see my trepidation, Dejan. If you believe that the Army Ranger went rogue. I know he did. You know he did. I know he did. Okay, well. He okay. says he didn't. Well, he's lying. Okay, so now he's lying. You don't think an Army Ranger could ever lie? I don't think that he went rogue on the situation. I think he got really badly confused. There's no part. Yeah, yeah. He really thought on his feet enough to win let a bronze tell, star in Afghanistan, me, but he got confused let me in the tell tunnel you, at Soldier let me tell Field. You, let me tell you Give something. Me a break. Let me tell you something about Villanueva. A lot of people don't realize this. He has a lot of resentment toward the military. He's not that guy that everybody seems to think that he is. And I'm not saying that with any disrespect. He's an absolute hero and everything else, but he's not that the guy. The usual disclaimer. He turns down. No, that's a real disclaimer. He he has turned down uh, appearances and uh, other events that relate to the military because he doesn't want anything to do with the people that are running it. Now, that said, he believes absolutely uh, and loves the people that he was in combat with and everything. My point is, is that this picture of him as somehow just valiantly battling through the boys at the tunnel to stand in the front while the trumpets were blaring and everything, give me a break. That's not what happened at all. Maybe trumpets weren't blaring, but he went and stood in the front. You know how I know that? Because he stood in the front. He did stand in the front. 
Yeah, well, I'm sorry, but I know there have been some conflicting stories. For sure, he stories. went to business on his own. There have been some conflicting stories as to how that happened. Uh, I happen to believe Alejandro Villanueva. I don't believe that he's a liar. Anybody who thought on his feet enough to win a bronze star among um, in the middle of combat in Afghanistan yep. didn't get confused in the tunnel at Soldier and, Field. And I'll take it, I'll take it the other way around with my own punctuation that I don't believe that he's a liar. I think he's a man of valor. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? I don't. I don't have to. Uh, Kutch had a huge game last night. Is yes. tonight his last home game as a Pirate? It will not be. I I would be the first guy to tell you if I thought the Pirates were not bringing him back. Everything that I have heard from the inside is that, that they are. Um, that doesn't mean they will have the exact same roster, but their stated mindset, and I'm putting in gigantic parentheses here, stated, because they are not trustworthy. As a whole. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, really? I'm here to break more news on your show. <laughs> they they see next year as a possible last chance with this group. And if you think about it, you know, you're talking about the money. It's 14. They have no chance with this group, but go ahead. It's 14.5. Well, they would if they had a front office that knew how to augment it. They do have people on this Or was team. willing to spend money to augment it. That's how you generally augment but, but, it because but, but, they but, can't but, draft as if I told you here. So they yeah, don't have but, draft picks to bring up. Let's cut that off at the but, knees because you do it every time. I know because like it's – like Steigerwall with Tom Brady. Because it's true. But anyway, if 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 they bring uh, if they bring in people from the outside, can they compete in the Central Division? Sure. They competed this uh, year, Mark. I, I, I without, don't know. Well, they competed because the division came back to them in a very unexpected fashion. It could happen. Yeah, I, I don't but see we'll it. Kutch, but Kutch will be back. But but well, I hope you're right because I think if they get rid of Cutch, they're a real bad team. Well, it's not just that they've got real problems if they do that. But if if you look at their next, well, what do you year, mean? What real problems they have if they get rid of Cutch? You want to hear? Yeah. Okay. This is this is what it comes down to. They have TV rights coming up. That's next, a good point. Next year, okay. The amount of money that they would save by getting super duper cheap next year, you know, like more would one be lost Nicasio in the new TV contract. Oh, would be blown away lost. And they blew that once already with Frank Coonley not knowing how to negotiate a TV deal. Now, to be fair, I heard Robbie Int McCoskey is negotiating on behalf of AT&T Sportsnet. <laughs> well, we'll see how that works out. But uh, Frank Coonley was the one who blew the last one because he didn't know the market. He didn't read the market correctly. The Pirates said, Mark, that was the single biggest mistake this front office has made since they've been in no charge. No question. No question. Because that affects the payroll, even if you presume that they, they aren't spending all that they could. So so you're telling me they also, bring back Kutch at 14.5? Also, something else that people don't know. Go ahead. Naming rights at PNC Park are up in 2020. I'm bidding. Oh, yeah? Maddenland. <laughs> Uh, so you're telling me they bring back Kutch at yes. 14.5? Yes, because what about here's Jay the other, at ten, here, but ten million. But here's the other thing: if you, if they stink through June, they can trade him then. They can trade him. What, what about Jay Hay at ten million? They can move Garrett Cole while they're at it. But these guys will all be there to start the season. I believe I have not heard definitively on Jay Hay, but I know for a fact on Kutch and Cole that they will be back. Finally, what's wrong with Polanco and Marte? Because they, their baseball IQ always has sucked. They're having bad years. They don't look engaged. What's wrong with those guys? Um, this is a long story that you don't have time for, but they are. They have felt, between the two of them, this is not excuse-making, but they have felt disillusioned at times. They have felt like they've been picked on unfairly. I'm not supporting that. I'm sharing. Well, they've been picked You're on, giving but me that just look not again. unfairly. I said I wasn't supporting them. You asked me how they felt, not how I felt. And they, they feel like they've, 
been every time they do something wrong that it gets super magnified. Yeah, mainly because they're players that the club really counts on, and they do things wrong so often. Right, but their reaction to it has not been a good one. And one of them was number six going out and doing steroids. Well, then they need to grow up. Yes, they do. And here's a guy, Starling Marte. He was on the juice, the ball's juiced. He still can hit home runs. He's, he's struggling. I mean... He- he missed half a season, came back. He hit okay when really? he came back. Really? Did that back. preclude him from being good the other he half came, of the season? No, he, it wasn't the same. His, ti- his timing has been an issue in, in, in talking Timing? To I got no timing. No Jeff timing. Branson and these guys feel that his swing has been off. That he's then, And when that happens, he starts lunging and everything else. Polanco's been inconsistent. If the Pirates are to get back into the central contention race next year, it's going to have to be with that – quote-unquote, best outfield in baseball being that again. That's Dejan Kovacevic. I'm Mark Madden. It's time to Ask Mark Anything. 412-333-WXDX. That's 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, big fan, big fan. Hey, yo. Well, I'm not sure. It's just big and it's soft and I use a bunch of pillows and I snore. The X at 105.9. Time now to Ask Mark Anything brought to you by... Matt Mertz Plumbing. Wait, Matt Mertz Plumbing was the list. This is Chapino. God, we're so clogged with sponsors on my daily show sheet. Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. Still tickets available for the Phil Bork Hockey Symposium tomorrow from 6 to 8. But any time is a good time to go to Chapino. It is the city's best seafood and chop house, so check out Chapino in the Strip. Uh, John had a good tweet after Dejan was done. You know who is a good, young, exciting goalie besides Matthew Murray? Andre Vasilevsky from Tampa. And they made the right choice dumping Ben Bishop in favor of Vasilevsky. He's just better with much more potential. Let's go to Scott in Bethel Park. Scott, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. Uh, Two questions. What kind of watch do you wear and what kind of car do you drive? I don't wear a watch. I never have. Uh, I drive a Ford Explorer. From Schultz Ford, that's where to go to get your next car. Whether it's a truck, car, SUV, any type of vehicle, you get the best deals and the best service at Schultz Ford. And Richard Bazzi is the Ford King. SchultzFord.com. 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 Let's go to John in Morningside. John, ask Mark anything. Hey, John. Uh, hey, Mark. My name's John. Uh, got a quick question for you. Do you know what Snoo is? What's new with you? <laughs> what are you, six? Let's go with John and Irwin. John, ask Mark anything. Mark, what's the best non-music documentary? That's a real good question. I'm sure the Ric Flair 30 for 30 will be great. The 30 for 30 on the Hillsborough disaster that killed 96 Liverpool FC fans in 1989 was excellent. The Spinal Tap Count? Well, I guess that's music, but it's a mockumentary. What do you think the best documentary is? Oh, man, I really like Paradise Lost, those three. I don't even know what that is. What was that about? About the West Memphis Three, those kids who were accused uh, of murdering three younger kids. It was an HBO documentary, original. Oh, that, that was the satanic thing, right? Right. Pleased to meet you. Hope you guess my name. Hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. The Stones are opening with that in their concerts now. What a great opener. I never thought of that as an opener. It's a great opener. 
especially coming out of the dark, you know, with that uh, with the conga stuff. That'd be cool. That's like Sabbath on their last tour ever. Oh, and there's that Sabbath movie tomorrow night at uh, the Southside Cinema. The end of the end, the last Sabbath concert ever on the big screen. Uh, they open with Black Sabbath. And you wouldn't think that'd be a great opener, but they had the tape of like the rain falling and it was barrel, 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 the devil's tritone. Let's go to the legend. I hope it's the original legend. Legend, you're on with Double M. Better look at the 10 movie stars, Double M, what up, what up? It is the original legend. Good to hear from you, buddy. What's going on? Uh, how's the recovery coming on our my favorite wrestler, Ric Flair? And what's your opinion after today of Rick Pitino and Dick Vitale? What happened with Dick Vitale? I didn't even know about Dick Vitale. Uh, he was crying all day. Oh, I don't care about that. Uh, Rick Pitino, I can't believe they didn't give him a seventh chance. And as far as Ric Flair goes, uh, he's getting better. Uh, he, I think he just got home after being in a uh, rehabilitation place, but definitely doing better. Thank you, legend. Up next, am I in or out? I, the Penguins pregame's next. I didn't know there was a hard out. Play the Liverpool music. I'm not leaving till I hear the Liverpool music. Come on, Liverpool music. Liverpool music. Liverpool music. Liverpool music. Liverpool music. Liverpool music. F it. I quit. 105.9. <laughs>